Hi, I'm Alex Bellinger, and this is Small Biz Pod on Thursday, the 7th of February. Well, thanks very much, uh, everybody, for uh, downloading, for tuning in, as it were, for listening to Small Biz Pod. Uh, listener numbers are going up. So if you're a new listener, you have found uh, the podcast for small businesses, startups, anyone thinking about starting a business and entrepreneurs. Lots of practical advice, um, insight, and, and most of all, inspiration from real entrepreneurs with real insight. So I hope you enjoy the show. In today's podcast, I have a very special podcast contributed by a Small Biz Pod listener, um, Jason Dainter from uh, Leeds Inventure, which is a networking uh, group up in Leeds. And it's a very special live recording of Levi Roots. Uh, Levi Roots, of, uh, for everyone in the UK, will be a familiar figure. For those of you outside the UK listening, he uh, won uh, Dragon's Den, which is a kind of uh, angels, uh, angel funding, angel investment uh, uh, reality show on on, on uh, BBC, and he, uh, he he a real character uh, created something called Reggae Reggae Sauce, uh, and well, you'll hear about it. I won't. I, <laughs> Levi will tell you all about his story himself. So, uh, well worth a listening. A listen. Uh, a, a remarkable character, uh, a, a kind of a much loved hero already in the UK. I think. So, uh, looking forward to to hearing that very shortly. Uh, also, as a special uh, tip of the hat to Levi, I'm playing a classic reggae track by Nisodemus, uh, sort of dancehall reggae track anyway, uh, just to prove that I'm not just an electronica propeller head. I do like other types of music as well, and reggae is one such genre that I do do enjoy and do listen to. So yeah, a cool Nisodemus track from, uh, it's a bit old, it's about 10 years old, but uh, well worth listening to called Hollywood Style at the end of the show. So, uh, before we go straight into the uh, Levi Roots uh, recording, uh, let's first just say a big thank you to, uh, to Sage, who are continuing to sponsor Small Biz Pod. I'm really, really happy that they're doing that. And Sage, as you know, are one of the world's biggest uh, suppliers of business management and accounting software. Uh, 5.4 million customers worldwide, and whether you're a startup or a larger organization, uh, Sage make it easier for companies to manage their business processes. So uh, the fact that they've been working with businesses very closely for 25 years means they really understand uh, how it works and what you need to get from their software. So they've been developing it and evolving it. Um, and that's why they, they have uh, you know, a market-leading software in a number of areas. So uh, whether it is accounts or payroll or forecasting or business intelligence, customer relationship management, e-business, or, or just simple help and advice for startups, um, Sage can offer all of that. So do uh, click on the link on the homepage of Small Biz Pod and uh, take a look at what Sage have to offer. They're, uh, they're a good company and a great UK business success story so it's a real pleasure to have them on board and yes then finally uh just before going into levi roots again a big thank you to uh, jason dainter um leeds adventure is one of those uh, networking groups that is kind of set up in a small way initially and that's really developed i think a lot of momentum in leeds and uh, in essence it's a, it's a society where business-minded people can network and share ideas and skills and knowledge and expertise um, uh, that's kind of their, their mission statement and really wants to be fun 
um, and useful to members. And they've got a, a really dynamic group of people. They've got mentorships, uh, so some experts in various fields providing uh, mentor mentoring. And uh, it just sounds like a really good group. If I lived anywhere near Leeds, I would be going to it. And I believe that they have uh, coming up very shortly um, on the, it may actually be, you may actually, oh, it's yesterday. <laughs> I'm recording on this, this on the 7th. Yesterday, for example, they had bonfire networking. So uh, there'll be one, um, I think they have one meeting a month. So uh, do check out their site, leadsinventure.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. But without further ado, let's go straight into uh, the uh, Levi Roots presentation. <laughs> Thank you very much. Wow. <laughs> now, it's just great being here. You know, I, I came here this morning. As I said, I just I woke up this morning and I, I had an hour to catch the train. And uh, it usually takes me 20 minutes to get from my home to King's Cross, the station. But uh, something happened this morning. I don't know what happened, you know, that I was nearly late. That as, as I got to the station and I jumped and I said, hey, man, I've got to get this train here. And... The lady at the front saw the queue was long, and I says, you know, lady, I've got to get through. She says, like, she looked at me, thinking, who the fuck you think you are? <laughs> I says, you know, I'm reggae, reggae, sauce, leave. I said, oh, you know, come to the front of the sticker here. <laughs> and I just about got the train. I, I sat on the train, and literally it started moving as I sat. So great to be here, fantastic. I remember Leeds. I used to come here as a, as a young lad when I was in my sound system called Sir Coxon. We used to come to Leeds to play a lot in Chapel Town, so I got familiar with the area. So I know there are some wonderful people here in Leeds. But let's begin with, um, you know, now we got our heroes, 50 Cents and all these kind of rappers. But back in the day, there was a, an MC called MC Shakes. Um, who said these words that there is a tide in the affairs of man which taking up the floods leads to fortune. Omitted all the days of your lives is deemed in shallows and in miseries. On such a sea are we now afloat and we must take the current when it serves or lose our ventures. Now, MC Shakes, as we know, otherwise known as Bill Shakespeare, said this, I think it was, I think it's, um, <laughs> I think it was Julius Caesar that he said that in. But you know, it, it tells my story. Because what MC Shakes was saying, he was talking about taking your chances. You know, the tide in the affairs of man, taking out the floods. Now, you know, like, you've got to take your chances, and my chances came with dragons then. Now, you know, that was my floods that came to me. And you know, when, when Shakespeare said you've got to take your chances when the flood comes, meaning that you're on your desert island and you're waiting to get off, you know, and the tide that comes, you know, is small and you don't want to take your chances because you think it won't take you very far. But if you wait forever, you'll always be on your desert island and you'll never get off. You know, and I was on my desert island with my music for 30 years. 30 years I was a singer, songwriter, and a performer. But I didn't make it. I didn't make world fame, you know, as Levi Roots, the singer, performer, songwriter. And my tide came with the dragons then. Now, I was at this exhibition called the World Food Market in East London. And, you know, I was there and I had the guitar and everything. And the sauce was just in his sort of um, prime. I had actually launched it in 
couple of months before at the Notting Hill Carnival. This was 86, 96, 2006. <laughs> Launched it at the carnival and decided to do exhibitions to sort of get my sauce around to everybody. Now, I'm there now with my guitar and, you know, everybody else is like real quiet in this place. You know, everybody being stush, as we say. But here's me in this Rastaman, he has got a ghetto blaster who was blasting that reggae music and has a guitar and singing a crazy song about a sauce. Now, how, how stupid can you get a song about a sauce? But I had a tap on the shoulder from, you know, some people said that they're from a program called Dragon's Den. You know, they said, you know, Levi, um, we'd really like you to be involved in this show called Dragon's Den. We think you'll be fantastic. And what do you think? And I said, what the fuck is Dragon's Den? I don't know what Dragon's I mean, I'm thinking that Dragon's Den is like one of these, um, I'm a celebrity, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here type thing, where they're going to hax Levi Rules to eat snakes and doing all kind of crazy thing. And I thought, no, you know, this is not for me. And she says, oh, please, Levi, you be f have a look on the internet and find out what the Dragon's Den is and could you take part? It would be fantastic. So, of course, I took the card, you know, and I went home and I, I first point of call was my, my kids, you know, I suppose you've read, I've got seven kids. We went home and usually we do everything as a family. I sat them down and I said, kids, look, I've been asked to do this Dragon's Den. What is it? And the first thing they said, dad, whatever you do, don't do Dragon's Den. Why? They said, well, you know, no Rastaman with no four inch long dreadlocks singing a song about the sauce. Ain't going to be no winner in Dragon's Den. I thought, okay, what am I going to do? I've got one other person that usually if, you know, if I'm stuck for questions and whatever they say to me that I always do whatever they say. And that's, of course, mommy. You know, I went home, I went home to my mother, you know, and the head of the family. And I said to her, look, mom, I've been asked to do this show, Dragon's Den. I've never seen the program. I don't know what it's about, but the kids, they think it's a bad idea. But something inside me saying that, you know, I've got to take this chance and do it because it is TV. And she says, you know, she says, son, look, You've got to believe in yourself. You've been doing your sauce for a long time. Go to the dragons then. Believe in yourself and you will come back as a dragon slayer. Now, she was confident because she knew that I'd been doing the sauce for a long time. We started in 1991. In our little shack that we have at the Notting Hill Carnival that I call the restaurant. Now, people would come to the restaurant and, you know, and they... <laughs> It's a crazy name, isn't it? Well, you know, what's the use of having this, you know, and you're going to have something called a restaurant. You know, it's, it's, it's just lyrics, isn't it? <laughs> so anyway, you know, people would come to the, to the restaurant and, you know, they would eat our food and enjoy me singing a few songs at the carnival. And every year this happened for 15 years. You know, we would get together as a family, me and the kids. And we would be in my kitchen and we would make the sauce for the carnival. Didn't have a name for it. Didn't know I was doing 15 years of fantastic marketing. Because I was having too much great time as a musician. I didn't think of giving up my life as a musician to be a sauce man. Because the two lifestyles are just completely different. You know what I mean? Because here I was, you know, as a sort of this sort of come rock star, reggae star figure who's just having a great time touring and working with Bob Marley, playing football with Bob Marley and all these kind of great people. And... I'd never thought of giving this up to be something else. It would be crazy of me. I always thought I'm going to make it as a musician. Because you do. Because I believed in what I did. And I thought I'm going to eventually make, make it. Well, you know, there, there's a thing called divine intervention. And like I'm talking about Shakespeare again, he's saying that when your tide comes along, you've got to be able to ride that tide all the way to success. 
And when this Dragon's Den thing came, I just thought to myself that I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring my sauce on the TV, but I'm going to have a USP that was so different that it's just going to knock these dragons completely out of the water. Because what I did, I, I went on the internet and I tried to look up the dragons then to see what it was about. And because I was so terrible at computers, I didn't find anything on the internet. So I went on the show not knowing anything. I didn't know how nasty Peter Jones could be. I didn't know how terrible Deborah could be that I didn't know she doesn't invest in anything. I didn't know any of this. And sometimes I think it's, you know, it's better if you go in like this and eyes wide shut. Meaning that I didn't know that, you know, in the dragons then, you know, there'll be all kind of pitfalls they're going to lay for me and I'm going to, they're going to try and embarrass me and, and try to make me look like a fool really. I had no idea this was going to happen. I, I thought, you know, I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to go and, and, you know, um, sing my song and, and hopefully I'll get through. Now, like I said before, I didn't have a name for the sauce. 15 years we did it, we just had the sauce. Levi's cooking. Now, when I decided to actually put a name to it, I had to think very closely because, you know, the name Reggae Reggae Sauce at first, it didn't really ring that, that too well because I'm thinking, you know, Reggae Reggae Sauce, God, you know... I wonder if they're going to like it. Some people were saying to me, it's too black. You know, some people were saying it's too Rasta. You know, simply saying it's too Jamaican. But like, you know, I like Shakespeare. And Shakespeare is always, is the, he has the other thing that he says about, you got to be true to yourself. Actually, he says, above all, to thine own self be true. You know that, that part there? So I thought to myself, look, I've got to bring my experiences that I've had, you know, all my life to my new business. Pointless me having a new business and actually chucking away 30 years of experience and calling it something like um, Levi Roots's Brixton hot pepper sauce. It didn't ring well to me. And I thought, reggae, reggae sauce. I didn't want to call it one time because I thought um, somebody else could have come up with reggae sauce. But I thought if I had reggae, reggae sauce, now that would be unique. And I thought, I'm going to have this sauce and my song as my USP to slay the dragons. So when you see me coming up the stairs and I had my guitar in my hand and I was singing, I also had one other message in my head because my mother had she'd said to me that, look, believe in yourself and you say my prayer. She taught me a special prayer. Well, it's just Psalms 23, which says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And she says, you pray that night and you ask your maker because she knows I'm a great Rastafarian believer. She says, you ask your maker, you tell him that you've been wanting all your life and you don't want to be wanting anymore. You want to make a success of your business and you want to be inspired. And while I was coming up the stairs with my guitar and I'm singing, it's so nice I had to name it twice. Where me call it? <laughs> You're getting there. Now, when I'm, I'm singing that, in my head, really, I had my mother's prayer. You know, because you need something else to hold on to. You need something to kind of, to link you, to, to remind you that you're not all powerful. You can't do everything. There's got to be something else that's helping you. And my mother's words and her prayer was what was helping me throughout the, the whole thing. First up was um, Duncan Bannitine. Yes, Scottish Duncan. I have, I've got a Scottish name, you know. Keith Graham is very Scottish. Duncan said, you know, Levi, there is no business in the sauce. 
I must tell you that, you know, when I came out the Dragons then, one of the first persons to call me afterwards was Duncan. That was, <laughs> Duncan has got this wonderful magazine, entrepreneurial magazine, that he wanted me on the front cover after the whole thing had blown up. So his words didn't really mean much that there was no business in the source. So anyway, he slayed me. You know, he says, Levi, you look fantastic, you look fabulous and everything, but there is no business in the source and I'm going to slay you, unfortunately. So, bam. Duncan had slain me, first one up. Next up, Theo Pafitis. Theo said, you know, Levi, you know, you got your numbers messed up, but really, I don't think you need any partners and stuff. Um, you can do well on your own, and it's not for me, so I'm going to slay you. Bam. Two dragons slaying me. So I was on the floor as a slain man. I could hear my grandmother who taught me to make everything about the sauce calling me because as a, as a little kid, I remember when I used to be out the fields and she wanted to teach me how to make sauces and things. I'd be too busy running with my friends, and she would call out loud. She would call, Keith! What did she call? Keith. Nah, she was louder than that. Come on. Keith. That's it. So I heard my grandmother calling me to get up off the damn floor where Theo and, and um, what's his name had slain me. Next up was Deborah. I wish I'd, I'd actually um, done some um, research into Deborah because maybe I should have flirted with her a bit. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> because I totally ignored her. And I think she was a bit upset that I, I didn't... Um, sort of put my business towards her a bit more. Anyway, she says, you know, Levi, you look fabulous and everything. You're in a 5,000-pound Oswald Boateng suit and you look wonderful and the sauce is great, but I'm going to slay you. Bam, she slayed me on the floor. So again, I'm thinking that, damn, you know, three dragons had slayed me. And this was at this point, I don't know if you saw me, started to sweat a bit. <laughs> so anyway, Richard Farley... Australian decided to come on board. Richard said, Levi, you know, you look fantastic again and whatever, but you're crap at numbers. <laughs> he says, you don't know anything about numbers. As a matter of fact, your numbers is all messed up. Because I'd gone in there and made a plan not to have a business plan. Because my song was my USP. My song told you everything about my sauce. It says, so nice with your jerk chicken, make burgers finger licking, and rice and peas and fish, put some reggae reggae sauce on your dish. So it, it tells you what the sauce did. So I just thought that no numbers, don't try to pretend what you're not, which is very important in business. You got to go as you are, because you cannot change. And I went with my song. Now, Richard said that you're crap at numbers. And as Richard was about to slay me, in came Peter. Peter Jones, you know, the tall guy that sits on, on the far right. Peter actually interrupted his brethren and said, Levi, I know somebody in the marketplace who I want to introduce you to. And this was no other than Mr. Justin King. Now, Justin King is the chief executive officer of Sainsbury's. Now, I think when Richard heard that, Richard decided to come back on board. But I actually went to give away 20% of my business. And Peter, being the astute businessman that he is, decided to give me the 25,000 pounds, half of the money which I asked for, but he wanted the full 20% of my business. 
Now, when he was on board, I was very glad that he was on board. But as you know, the show, you've got to get the full amount that you ask for. So I knew that my whole sauce business and everything relied on, on, on uh, Richard, who was about to slay me before. <laughs> so I knew that something was going to happen. Either he's going to slay me and I didn't get anything, or he's going to come on board. He came back and he says, you know, Levi, like I said, your numbers are crap and everything. But I think this um, is a punt. He said, it's a gamble, and he's going to take a chance to sort of invest in my sauce. So Richard came on board. But the trick was, Richard knew that Peter had taken 20%. So he also wanted 20%. I only went to give 20 So now I was end up with a dilemma. It's either, you know, I came away giving away 40% of my business you know, that my family had built up and all the secret about the sauce and everything. I didn't want to do that. But the order of the day wasn't to be greedy. The order of the day was to have 60% or something of a fantastic business that's going somewhere. Rather than to have 100% of a business that's not going anywhere. That, that was the key thing for me to think about. So, you know, I stopped the whole show for a minute and, and I, I had to think about things for a minute because, like I said, the order of the day wasn't being greedy. The main thing was about marketing for me. And I knew that being there on the BBC with the song and singing that, it was a great marketing ploy for me to be on there singing the song about the source. So at the end of the show, I actually said that you've got to give thanks for the little that you have. Because as a Rastaman, you know, I was growing up in this great Jamaican family that we all have these little sayings and things. And that's one of the sayings that my grandmother taught me as well. Give thanks for the little that you have because that will turn into something big. And I knew that having 60% wasn't ideal because I only I went to give 20%. But at the end of the day, I knew that I was going to come away with two multi-millionaires as my partners in my reggae reggae sauce. Now, that's coming from nowhere. You know, and again, I could hear my grandmother calling me. She said, now, nah, come on. She said, yeah. yeah, I could hear her, you know, and she says, accept it. She says, accept this offer. And I accept it gladly. 20% to Richard Farley, 20% to Peter Jones. Now, two weeks after the old dragons, then Peter introduced me to um, Justin King. Justin King said the same thing. He said, Levi, you know, the sauce is not about the sauce. The sauce is about you. He said that people are not buying reggae reggae sauce. They're buying Levi Roots. Because no one tasted the sauce. No one tasted the sauce. Everyone saw me on the TV with the guitar and the song and singing, and they liked that. They liked the image of me. And again, like I, I spoke to a few of you earlier in, in the speed networking and saying that you've got to put your personality into your business. You've got to try and convince people why they should invest in you, why they should go into a shop and buy your product and not buy somebody else's. Because nothing is new underneath the sun. That's another one of my grandmother's saying. Everything has already been done and been used and if somebody else is doing it. What you've got to do, you've got to put your twist into it. And you've got to put your own personality in there. Because like I said, I had done 30 years in business, in music business. And I didn't want to sort of disregard that and, and not have anything to do with the sauce. So having them and marrying them together was the greatest thing for me. To make my livelihood my business. Because that's entrepreneurship as well. And taking chances. Because again, Shakespeare tells you, it, it tells you that you've got to take your chances when it serves. 
Yes, and he asks you the question, to be or not to be, that is the question. Outrageous fortune. I wanted outrageous fortune, because that sounds like a lot of money, outrageous fortune. Yes, I wanted to be involved in business and have a lot of money, so my family didn't have to suffer. I didn't want my kids to go through 30 years of business as music or whatever they did, and not being a success. So I accepted the extra 20% that I had to give away. Gladly from, from Richard Farley, because I know this would have been fantastic for the source. Now, weeks after that, the source was available in Sainsbury's. Usually that takes anything from six months to a year for a new product to come from anywhere and be on the shelf. And that was down to the fact that I had my USP. It was the song that did it. It was the song that made people wanted to be involved and wanted a piece of what I was doing. And it was fantastic for Afro-Caribbean people because there I was on the television was to be about to be a success. And this had never happened in business before. Because usually for a black man or from Brixton like myself to be successful on the TV, you have to either kick a ball or you have to run fast. You don't get this kind of promotion as a Rasta man or as a black and ethnic person on BBC television. You have to do that. Unfortunately, that's how it is. And when I was on the TV, there was a black man was about to be successful. And he, it, as a matter of fact, I can't even play football. I sport Arsenal, by the way, but I can't play. And I can't run fast either. So I was on the TV, was about to be successful as a businessman. And this caused all kind of people to be ringing around each other. You know, it was people ringing around, there's a black man on the television, you got to ring. And people were ringing each other, oh, it looks like he's going to win, there's a black guy. And This was happening, you know, on BBC. And the England game was on. And I think it was the first time that the England game didn't get a black or ethnic audience on that day. Because everybody was watching Levi Roots on the TV, looked like he was going to get the investment. And when I did, I think we had something like nearly three million, which is like a quarter of all of the people that watch Dragons Den, rigging up Richard Farley's um, website, Peter Jones's, my website, and the BBC, saying that, look, we want a piece of this guy here. We want this sauce. When is it going to be available? I made 65 bottles of sauce every time we made the recipe, me and my kids in my, in my flat. 65 bottles in a pot about that big. Our first section of sauce that we did was 150,000 bottles of sauce, the first one. Sainsbury's didn't think they would sell that in a year. They thought that 150,000 bottles would go along with the top selling sauce, that, that's what it sells roughly. It would go along with anything to do with that sort of sauce. 150,000 about a year, and it would have been very good. Um, Justin King would have probably come back and said to me, well done, Levi, you know, 150,000 a year, fantastic. Do you know when we did that? Three days. <laughs> we sold 150,000 bottles of sauce in three days. People were going out and buying reggae, reggae sauce, not because they perhaps liked the taste or anything, because they wanted to be involved in what was happening with me. You know, this was it. It was a branding. This is what Justin King had said. It's about the branding. And there'll be loads of things that I can come with because people will be able to trust me. One of my greatest passion is try to bring Caribbean food to the masses. And this is what it did. It allowed people to have, you know, what I call Miggle England, to trust Caribbean food because nice Levi from off the telly was selling it. 
or when they go in the store, they will see a picture of me on the bottle. And it, oh, it's only Levi from off the telly. Let's have some of his sauce kind of thing. And I think that's the attitude we need to have in Caribbean food because it's always had that little bit of, I can say people are scared of it, really. Because, I mean, if you're driving through Chapel Town and you go past the, the Dutch spot, one of these food shops up there, and think, you, know, you see a lot of guys outside and think, you're thinking, oh, I really fancy some jerk chicken, you know what, I don't know if I should stop here kind of thing. And this is it. This is where I think I can be best of help because if people are saying, you know, the sauce is good and, and, and Levi's a nice bloke and, and now we all see Caribbean food as something that we can trust, people will go out and buy because Indian food is, is perhaps the mainstay of, of the British palate, really. And I think there is more affiliation with people from the Caribbean than anywhere else. And the reasons why Caribbean food hasn't been there is because of the same stigma, because people are scared. You know, and, and this is my job is to try to say, hey, it's okay, because it's called reggae reggae sauce, but it actually, you know, it's, it's just a food item. And people are buying into that. And we are coming with two new sauces next couple of weeks. On the 14th, we've got 14th of this month, which is two weeks' time, we've got fabulously called Levi Roots' Love Apple Sauce. Yes. We've got fiery guava and pineapple coming also. We've got the Reggae Reggae Crisp to come. We've got the Reggae Reggae Pizza. We've got the Reggae Reggae This, the Reggae Reggae That, and the Reggae Reggae Hearts Dead and Cow Fat. <laughs> That's my... <laughs> So it's about the branding. Like I said before, nothing wrong even with a reggae reggae car in the future. Yes, I'm going to get that rich, I think. You know, and maybe we'll run it on the sauce or something like that. But you know, the main thing is just going back to the Shakespeare thing again about the tide in the affairs of man. Because I, I really think it's really important because he was telling us about taking chances and everything like that. And I have lived by that, by that um, Julius Caesar speech. You know, all my since I've heard it, really, a, a woman taught me it, and I've never forgotten it, and I've loved Shakespeare ever since. And I always quote Shakespeare wherever I go, and I think that speech there tells you that you've got to take chances because that's entrepreneurship, is taking chances and being able to spot a deal when somebody else would say that, look, this won't work, you know. But because you know as an entrepreneur that you're going to put your whole life into it, you're going to put your existence into the whole thing to make it work, it will. It's only if you go in halfway, that's when it won't work. But if you put your hole, then it will work. Your tide will come and it will take you all the way, you know, to your success. Like it's done for me. My, my kids are now, you know, they are the happiest kids in Brixton. You know, they got my dad is Levi Roots reggae reggae sauce. One of my daughter went for a job the other day, you know, as a very high profile um, secretary she was getting and she, she didn't get the job at first, but they called her back. And when she went back, she just told them where her dad was. And she said, okay, the job's yours. <laughs> so it, it's a great thing. And, and the other thing is that I can be myself. Again, I don't have to pretend. Because I told you earlier about what I told them in, in the Dragon's Den. When they asked me, they said, you know, my, my figures were crap. And I said to them, look, I'm not a mathematician. Don't expect me to know anything about numbers and all this kind of stuff. You know, I'm good at what I do, which is marketing my sauce. I'm good at music and I'm good at chef. I'm a cook. And this is what it is. 
you know, I'm going to take the source forward and I, and I'll promote that. But when it comes to the figures, I'm going to employ the best accountant to do that because I'll have the money. I'm not going to mess about and pretend that, you know, here, like a lot of people go on the dragons then, you know, because it's always the figures that mess them up. You know, they go on with all confident and then, you know, they whip out the business plan and they start talking about figures and then they start, mm, oh, well, oh, mm, um. because it's a pretend. You know, it's, it's, it's not something that's them. Those who have gone on have gone on to success. You can see they really know their stuff. You know, all the winners and dragons then that have gone on to be real successful are people that know about their product. You know, and I didn't want to fool them and, and go with a business plan and pretend because I wouldn't be here today if I'd done that. If I hadn't written my song and, and chucked my business plan out the window and says, look, I'm going to go and be myself. I'm going to go as me and I'm going to go at what I am good at. And I'm going to do it. And this is what did it for me. And, you know, my mother also, you know, she's a great Christian again. She always said to me that, Levi, you know, it's not you that done it. It's the prior that done it. I said, yes, mommy, thank you for the prior. But the moral of the story also is just saying that never give up. You know, 15 years of me doing the sauce. 15 years, 91, we started at the carnival, you know. Did never, ever think of giving up. Always think of keep going doing what I'm doing, believing what I'm doing. Someday you will get there. Someday something will happen to you that your business will take off. But when it does come, you've got to be ready for it. It's the same tide thing again. You've got to be ready to take the current when it serves. Prepare yourself. Have your USP. Your USP has got to be involved, your personality inside. It's got to be special. You know, nothing is new, like I said. You've got to create something around yourself and make it really special and then you will get there. I inspired somebody else to go on to the Dragons then just a couple of weeks ago. They came to me before and they said, you know, Levi, like you, I haven't got the confidence to go on the show. Um, what shall I do? I just said the same thing. I said, look, go on the show, believe in yourself, make the product yourself. And he called me a couple of days ago. He came down to my restaurant and um, he says, Levi, I've just slain the Dragons, you know. And he's another black guy as well. And he said to me that the first thing that he, when he went in, when they invested in him, they said, oh, we're going to make you the next Levi Roots. And I thought, yeah, it's, it's cool with that. But, you know, it's the same thing again. He's just being himself. He went there, didn't pretend, and he came through. And it's the same thing with you. Whatever you do, I really think that you can really get there, but you must make it special. Have your USP and think closely about what you're doing and put your personality inside of it. Yeah. Well, there you are. I think uh, an absolutely fantastic. I'm listening to that live and as it were, and that was really inspiring. Uh, Levi, as you can tell, if, even if you've never seen him or you've not watched Dragon's Den, uh, you can tell from that piece what a, what a, what a star Levi is, really. Uh, fantastic advice, uh, just very inspirational and motivational. So I hope you really all enjoyed that. I certainly did. And he's a big fan of Shakespeare and I'm a, I'm a massive Shakespeare fan. I'm an English grad. So there you go. Uh, good stuff. Well, excellent. Thanks ever so much to uh, Jason Dainter at leadsinventure.com for uh, recording that um, at uh, their uh, networking events. Uh, in Leeds in uh, up there in Yorkshire so uh, thanks ever so much uh, I hope you enjoyed that 
And now let's go on to uh, say thank you also to a couple of people who've just recently signed up to the Frapper map. The Frapper map, for those of you who don't know, is the a map of the world where you can put a pin in it, virtual pin, and your photo and say, hey, I'm listening. <laughs> and it's quite good fun. Um, firstly, thanks to Joe Ward, uh, who's in uh, London. Uh, and uh, also runs something called Student Gems, which is a, a, a kind of a, a freelance site for students uh, offering their expertise to employees during holidays and so on and so forth. Actually interesting, I might well write about that on, uh, on the Small Biz Pod blog at some point. So, uh, yeah, Joe Ward and also to um, Tim uh, Getchow, I hope I pronounced that right, from uh, Man- Mankato in the U.S., and he says, Alex, great show. Found it when I was discouraged and it lifted my spirits. Well, I hope, Tim, uh, the Levi Roots uh, recording lifted your spirits too. It certainly lifted mine. And uh, thanks for the comment. Uh, also, thanks, a big thank you to all of those who keep on signing up uh, to the Facebook group. Uh, it's, again, a nice way just to kind of... Uh, Say hello, uh, say that you listen, um, and it's also a good way to to contact other people who are interested in entrepreneurship. So uh, thanks. Again, it's a bit like a kind of virtual Rolodex of entrepreneurs. So if you are an entrepreneur or if you're planning on starting up a business, uh, do go to the Facebook group. All the links to Facebook and Frapper are on the homepage at smallbizpod.co.uk. And uh, also, I've been very low on uh, comments the last few weeks. So if you have any comments, if you have any views, if you have any suggestions for uh, guests or for issues that should, we should be discussing on uh, Small Biz Pod, do get in touch. You can email me at alex at smallbizpod.co.uk. Uh, you can ring me on Skype and leave a voicemail message. And that way we can play your voicemail message, if you wish, on the show. Uh, or just leave me a message or just phone me up and have a chat. Uh, you can contact me. The numbers are on the uh, the website, uh, smallbizpod.co.uk, uh, 020-8133-1656. That's a, a London number in the UK and in the US, uh, plus one for the US, 415-287-3794. So, uh, always great to hear from you and please do get in touch. Other than that, uh, just a quick thank you to Abbey Business Centres for their fantastic support of the Small Biz Pod blog. The blog is a bit like, a, imagine feature writers on entrepreneurship, writing on entrepreneurship in a magazine, except they do it online. Uh, I've got some great writers blogging on uh, franchising and finance, on technology and on marketing and starting a business. And we're going to be adding to, with a bit of luck, some uh, regular writers and specialists on e-commerce. And I know that was something that quite a lot of people who responded to our survey were interested in. So uh, the blog is at smallbizpod.co.uk forward slash blog. Subscribe to that if you would like. Uh, It'd be great also if you subscribe to the uh, the mailing list, which just means, well, you can receive a very occasional update from me about what we're all up to at Small Biz Pod and some highlights of like, you know, uh, this show goes live and so on and so forth. Other than that, uh, do subscribe to the podcast uh, via iTunes uh, or uh, uh, using any of the other methods uh, that you can find out about on the help section on the site. So that is it. Thanks ever so much to Levi Roots and his... Uh, is PR manager Kizzy for allowing us to play uh, that interview, and thanks to Jason Dainter. 
And uh, now for all reggae fans out there, and as a thank you to Levi and a tip of the hat, here is uh, uh, one of my favourite tracks from Nisodemus. Uh, an old track, 97, Hollywood style. The ears!